0: Welcome to the Midweek Mission Ridge podcast known as Footnotes. Footnotes is here to give you some of the stuff that we didn't have time to cover in the sermon and encourage you to dig in deeper as you study the text. So let's dive in and check out what's in the footnotes.
1: Welcome to Footnotes. Um, Today on the podcast, (laughs) we have Jennifer Bartlett. Hey, guys. Um... Rob,
2: I'm sorry, I don't know your last name, (laughs) yep, it's Rob,
1: Rob, what was it, (laughs) Croyle, Croyle. and then we have Logan Daly, that
0: sounds about right, (laughs) (laughs) thank you Shondaya for that delightful intro, nailed it, y'all thought this was going to be a weird one. Just keeping you on your toes. Yes. Keeping you on your toes. That's right, Mike. Stay on your toes as you're running. On your toes. Speaking of running, uh, I've been taking a rest from running. For uh, how long? Forever. Okay. <laughs> uh, I never started. <laughs> I've really been sabbathing at running. <clears throat> See, I, I always say I'm going to start running, and then I like don't. And then I'll say it again. I don't. It's a long-running joke.
2: So, to Sabbath from running would mean you'd have to start.
0: Uh, you know. I don't know. I've just been abstaining. I started thinking about it.
2: It's an even longer-running joke.
0: <laughs> oh, yikes! I'm so sorry. <laughs> I'm really not. not I'm really at all. not. Not at all. Well. Speaking of Sabbath, we could
2: invite people or we could change the language of our event, but we can't invite people to our event. Oh, yeah.
0: Yeah. We're uh, trying to figure out how to do a Facebook event. Jen created a Facebook event, tried to let me and Rob invite people. It's not letting us. We can change. I can delete the event, but I can't invite more people to it. No. Apparently there's a certain number of people that can come and I am not able to change (laughs) that.
2: We've been maxed out or something.
0: We can't play... Nope, I'm sorry. We're playing Catan, and that's too many players. <laughs> that's an inside joke that y'all wouldn't get, because we were talking about that with Jen just a moment ago. She. I like order. She likes order. Not. Mm, sorry, you weren't invited to the game night. You can't come.
1: If we plan on playing a game that is for six people, we can't invite eight people, because then two people are left out. That's all I'm saying. If you plan on playing a game that's for a large group, then... The more, the merrier. You know, that
2: sounds like... If you invite six people, for sure one's not going to show up, and now you can't play either.
0: There is that.
1: Uh, Why do you do this to me? I was also
0: (laughs) just going to say that that's a very very limiting sort of outlook. Uh, Are you an American or an Americant?
1: Oh, my gosh.
0: This nation was not founded on that sort of negative mentality. We're a bunch of can-do people here. Come on. Anyway.
1: Hence why we need Sabbath.
0: <laughs> <laughs> do we need Sabbath? Do we need Sabbath? Like, what oh. the heck does Sabbath have to do with me in 21st century America? Like, I'm not Jewish. I'm not living in Bible times. Does Sabbath still apply to me?
2: Hmm. 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 And I know that question's already come up with our folks. I love the fact that people are asking that question and wrestling through the question. You know, there's a number of things that I think of that would tell me that the answer would be uh, yes. Um, first of all, Genesis 2. Well, I, I guess part of the the, the the argument comes we're not part of the old covenant, we're part of a new covenant. And so, yep. if that's the case, then h- how does Sabbath play into our lives? Well, um, the first thing I would say is, first of all, Genesis 2 came long before any covenant. Mm-hmm. Ooh. And nice. so...
0: We're talking first mention. That's one of the first mentions.
2: Mm-hmm. Yep. And the, uh, the word uh, Shabbat, which is the Hebrew word, is actually... Uh, I don't know two three times in uh, Genesis uh, two verses one and two. So um, in the English translations we don't see Sabbath there, but it is there in the uh, in the Hebrew. So
0: I'm thinking that that might that might the we're at the beginning of Genesis two, where the, he makes Sabbath. Hmm. Comes right after. Nope, be fruitful and multiply it does occur before that, because that's in Genesis one twenty eight, where we get that command. Because we knew, we know, we've talked about this before. That command for for the Israelites, for Jews, uh, for the Hebrew people was. Um, very important for them. Mm-hmm. Uh, that was a, that was a driving factor was the be fruitful and multiply. When did we talk? We, well, we talked about that when we were talking relationships, like a year ago in February, because we were talking, uh, this was way before, way before your time, uh, Jen, uh, before you, before we had been blessed by your presence. Yep. Uh, wandering in the wilderness, we spent some time talking about relationships in the month of February, which was a terrible idea. Um, But we we ended up, uh, I think I preached on singleness one Sunday, and we were talking about Jesus being an unmarried Jewish rabbi. And there was only one other rabbi that was known to be not married. Uh, And he was viciously mocked by his uh, compatriots and peers of the day. So it was very uncommon for them to not be married. Um. (coughs) So anyway, that, that tied in with the be fruitful and multiply So big driving force there, but then there's no other commands in between that and now God institutes the Sabbath concept. That's got a law of first mention principle
2: of first mention. It's a principle.
0: Yeah, it's like a pirate law.
2: And then Jesus, Jesus identifies himself as Lord of the Sabbath. Now, if the new covenant, like Lord of the Dance, no. I don't
1: think it is. I went in a different direction there. I went Lord of the Rings. Oh, nice. <laughs>
0: Hi, we're going to see how many ways we can derail Rob today.
1: <laughs> we're recording in the afternoon, if you can't tell. <laughs>
2: I think we need less coffee at this point. In no. The day. Uh, so, Lord, Jesus, Lord of the Sabbath. Jesus identifies himself, calls himself, declares himself the Lord of the Sabbath. And in my mind, if he is, if he is Lord of the of the Sabbath, but he's doing away with Sabbath, wouldn't make new, a lot of sense. Yeah, that. Why didn't he just say, "I'm doing away with Sabbath"? Right.
0: Okay. Okay, I'm gonna push back on that. If I am the Lord of something, that would give me the clout to do away with it.
2: But he also says the Sabbath was made for man.
0: Oh, mm-hmm. yeah that that kind of screws that concept up. That puts a wrench in that argument. Yeah.
2: That puts a wrench in that argument.
0: Which I don't act like I I'm I'm playing devil's advocate here. I'm playing workman's advocate. Slave drivers advocate. I don't know wh- what I'm advocating for You're here by not doing Sabbath.
1: Advocating for the workaholic in you that needs to y- rest know, but doesn't want maybe to. Maybe
0: stop attacking me so viciously. That I feel very personally attacked right now. <laughs> uh, it's fine. It's fine. We're all fine. Let's get back to work. Um.
2: And then, and then there's just a, just the thought that some of the great preachers of the last hundred years, D.L. Moody, uh, Billy Graham. You know, men that God have used all over the world to draw people to Himself. They uh, speak very favorably, and in fact, uh, highly recommend that the church observe a Sabbath. Mm-hmm.
0: Mm-hmm. I know you're going to talk about that this week. This is this is going to be a conversation that keeps coming up because I think it's because. We are programmed um, as 21st century Western civilization. We are infatuated with production. We are infatuated with achievement. We are infatuated with having more, mm-hmm. right, in, in so many ways. And there are ways that that can be good, and there are ways that that can be exceedingly detrimental, but because that is our standard, that is our norm, that is our. That's the aquarium that we are used to swimming in. When you introduce a water that is a different temperature, like Sabbath, it feels shocking and we don't like it. Mm. And we push back against it. We say, get that out of here. I don't like it. Right. Even though it might be really good for us.
2: Right. Well, and I think that's kind of the byproduct. So. Actually, what the source of the problem from some of the conversations I've heard, uh, many of the conversations I've heard about Sabbath is there. There's this negative view of Sabbath because Sabbath was a big tipping point in this conversation of of is Jesus the Son of God or is Je- not not so much the Son of God because they weren't thinking.
0: Is he Messiah?
2: The Messiah would be the Son of God, but is he the Messiah, and is he of God? Yeah. Mm-hmm. And f- and for many of his uh, contemporaries of that time, the Pharisees, the religious leaders of that time, they're going, this cannot be the Son of or the, the Messiah because, or he cannot be of God because he does not observe Sabbath in the way that we believe that the Scriptures dictate. Now, this was just in my mind, this was an honest they were honestly wrestling over sure, you know is this the right guy mm-hmm. and it really stemmed from two different convers- or one conversation with two different views uh love the Lord your God with all your heart, soul mind that was the the number one command that the great commandment the second like it, um, there were two views on on how you how you came to that question. Of what the, or, or what how the do you second prove, one was. Yeah, how do you prove that you love God? Well, the one line of thought was the way you observed Sabbath. Mm-hmm. Jesus actually went with the second line of thought, and he would present this through the lens of Sabbath, as it were, but the the love your neighbor as yourself is is the way you actually reveal how well you love God. Mm
1: -hmm.
2: And so he had asked questions like, well, shouldn't we do good things on Sabbath? Shouldn't we bring, shouldn't we help people on Sabbath? Isn't that part of Sabbath? Mm -hmm. Mm Mm-hmm. And
0: I mean, it's still the wrestle that we have. I mean, when I, as I am struggling with wrestling with how do I observe Sabbath, right? How do I, what does this look like for Logan? Some of the struggle is, well, there's a lot of really good things that I could be doing for people, right? mm I can go, uh, yeah, I could go volunteer and go do all sorts of things for people, right? Or my job, right? Doing church stuff. That's good for people. Like, I'm serving people. But there's also a balance. There's a tension there of, but I'm also supposed to take time away from that.
1: Right.
0: And I I feel like the, the conversation that we see them wrestling with back then, that we see Jesus address um and the conversation that we need to have today very similar maybe opposite sides of the coin because in a lot of ways we paint the pharisees in a in a dark light right uh, we we look at them as like oh those silly pharisees
1: mm-hmm.
0: because they were so because they were so rigid about in- clinging to observing sabbath or any the, sort of law in, observance.
2: In and the and the truth is, there was only a portion. There was maybe fifty percent of the Pharisees that that adhered to that line of thinking, and the other half,
0: mm-hmm.
2: you know, saw, you know, adhered to this other line of thinking uh, that that Jesus was presenting. And and Jesus just clearly says, "This is, this is."
0: This is how it is.
2: How it is. So I mean, he spoke authoritatively. <clears throat> the um yo know, so is this a salvation issue nope if you never 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 observe a sabbath i'm that doesn't cause me to question your devotion to christ or your salvation i think it impacts the intimacy level of your relationship.
0: Mm -hmm. Yeah, I do believe that that we Mm -hmm. are
2: designed with an inherent need to stop and slow down and engage with God in a unique way beyond what we do the rest of the week. Mm -hmm. And this is a very active way, it can be a very active way of engaging with God in And enjoying him. Mm -hmm. And I think there's some beautiful, beautiful fruit that comes out of this.
1: Well, and I, I think I'm going back to what Logan said a minute ago about how, like, we are programmed to work and be more productive and achieve. But I almost think that, like, that's part of the curse. Like, that's part of the fall, if you think about it. Like, man's job was to work the ground like so what better way to not sabbath than to keep working and keep being busier and busier and busier and and
0: toiling more and more and more right sure well this i mean genesis 1 through 11 we talked about this rob you mentioned in the sermons you did a, a brief overview of the you know the israelites and talking about that and we talked about genesis earlier this year and at the core of that whole story is rest.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: One through eleven. The whole chiasm, the center of it, Noah's name, rest. Mm-hmm. The center of most of those stories, the the takeaway, the big takeaway for um you know for for creation, it climaxes with God creates Sabbath. And then, you know, the the fall, it's the I don't have enough. We, we talked about how this is this is the driving force of not trusting in God's provision. Uh, Cain and Abel, once again, Cain needs to attain more, not having enough, not trusting God's provision in this. And we talked about this over and over and over. Um, It, it just keeps coming back to that. So it seems like that's really relevant to the human story. Yes. And yeah. it doesn't seem to me like a good idea, to say, well, that was then. This is now. We're different. Because I look around, and the fruit that I see is that we still don't really understand how to trust in God's provision, and we don't understand how to not be slaves to that. Right.
2: Then I asked the question, Sunday, who here feels like you need rest? And the answer is pretty universal, yes.
0: Yep, I think Sabbath, what does it have to do with me? Well, it probably has a lot to do with me. So we're going to keep diving into this conversation. We're going to keep having those questions, we're going to keep wrestling with them. Just keep chipping away at it cuz it's a conversation that's important. Yes. yes so cool, cool. Well, uh, uh Rob, let's talk a little bit about uh some of the sources that you used. Um obviously we had Marty who has graciously given us some excellent material um, via those videos, the Sabbath Diaries. Yes. But there were some other people that uh, you also used there. So let's let's talk a little bit about some of those people.
2: Well, first of all, Marty Solomon, uh, he was a regular preacher at Moscow Real Life, and uh, that was kind of our first exposure to, to Marty. He was... <clears throat> At that time when when I first met Marty, he was um, part of Impact the U, which is a ministry to to college campuses, mm-hmm. and Marty wanted to find a way to disciple young people. And and so he started Bema, which is a discipleship program that that's actually being um engaged by young people across the country and around the world.
0: Oh, they got worldwide listeners.
2: Yeah. So there's uh he's got a podcast, a Bema podcast, and then he's got Bema groups that meet around the around the country. In fact there's a Bema group that meets here and he starts with Genesis one one and and works two, through stuff. And two years later <laughs> takes you bit by bit through the scriptures and um, 2
0: years or 5 seasons. Yeah. <laughs> I think we're on season 5 of the podcast. And a so now revelation.
2: Today he's the president of Impact the U mm-hmm. and lives in Cincinnati, bum,
0: Ohio. Uh,
2: the presidential stuff.
0: That was all hell the chief.
2: Okay. I I'm going Cincinnati. Like, <laughs>
0: I don't know the Bengals fight song. We all know why he moved <laughs> there.
2: I can mentioned, <laughs> President. I was already on to Cincinnati, and you were doing not going. Is that?
0: It's the government theme song. It's got to come in late.
2: <laughs> <laughs> and then he's also a blogger uh, makingtalmadim.blogspot.com. So. Marty is extremely well read. He probably reads two, three books a month and, and posts and comments on those.
0: Lots of good stuff. Through Goodreads lots of good insight.
2: And and he reads he uh he's very academic in his approach because he works with college students, so he needs to be able to speak about things in uh in a way that they can Identify with, and yep. uh, he's very good at making the complex simple and and addressing complex issues. So we I swear mean, he didn't
0: pay us to say all these things.
2: No, <laughs> uh, if you if you haven't figured it out yet, uh, we are big fans of Marty Solomon. We and just like the guy. So uh, if you want to support his ministry, uh, impacttheu dot. I think it's com. com.
0: It's not hard to find. Impact Campus Ministries. But get onto their site. And like any good nonprofit, they make it pretty easy to figure out how to support them. Yeah. But uh, you can also check out his podcast, Bama Podcast. It's on all your, all your normal players. So heartily recommend that if you're into digging into the text and asking those difficult questions. <clears throat> good stuff there. So we got Marty. You also quoted uh, Heschel.
2: Yeah, Abraham Joshua Heschel, uh, he lived from 1907 to 1972, internationally known as a scholar, an author, an activist, a theologian. Uh, I've I've seen some people refer to him as a rabbi. I don't know if he would have claimed that title for himself. I don't know if he was rabbinically trained or not because that is a very—
0: that is a specific title,
2: yeah, it's a very specific it's a very finite <clears throat> process mm-hmm. um but man is brilliant um uh, the book the Sabbath he wrote in English, I believe it was either eight or eleven years I'm not those two numbers are hidden after he moved to the u s from Germany hmm. huh. uh. And so he knew English for either 8 or 11 years when he wrote the book. And I'm grabbing my dictionary all the time <laughs> to <laughs> figure out some of these words that he's using. I'm like, these are big words. Like, <laughs> um, <laughs> like he, such a scholar, such a scholar.
0: Dare I say a little pedantic.
2: Um, (laughs) there's another book that he wrote that I have, uh, this called the prophets. Okay. And he, uh, he talks about in the book, he talks about the prophet and kind of like the mentality it takes to be a prophet or, or just because the prophets write things in, in a way that's so unique and different from what we normally Reason. and I, I just love his thoughts on this, and uh you know for instance um the problem is always big, you know in the prophets, Uh-oh. you know, like there's no small problems in the book of of one of the prophets they're all no. big, you know they, the, they
0: like hyperbole,
2: yeah, it's yeah, it's ex- hyperbole, it's exaggerated, it's theatrical there's there's traumatic. no one righteous, there's no not one. A you know, wee bit dramatic, and and so if if you don't read that genre of literature with that in mind, you can you can you know misinterpret what's being said or, or, or misinterpret the intent. Mm-hmm. Um, and then he goes through each of the prophets and and has. Um, something specific to say it's and I think it's like a three hundred page book, huh. like six font. <laughs> it's, holy it, cow. it is it is a lot of reading um I have not gotten through it, but it's it's very it's worth your time if you get a chance. Andrew Murray was a pastor to South Africa he wrote holy in Christ in eighteen eighty seven and uh his quotes were from from that literature and uh was instrumental in the uh revival that that took place in South Africa in, uh, I believe in the 1860s okay hmm. and then Peter Schizero oh Pete
1: <laughs> I love him
2: he uh he wrote Uh, a number of books Um, after leading New Life Fellowship Church for 26 years he co-founded Emotionally Healthy Discipleship a groundbreaking ministry that moves the church forward by slowing the church down in order to multiply deeply changed leaders and disciples
0: yep and uh, we've used his book The Emotionally Healthy Leader uh, numerous times this year it has been a useful tool to have in the quiver. But uh yeah. old it, Pete.
2: It's a book that we are using as a staff to uh, just really be able to talk about what spiritual leadership looks like within Mission Ridge. Uh it we are including that process with our elders and it is a foundational book. Um, you know, twenty-six plus years of of making mistakes mm-hmm. and learning from those mistakes, mm-hmm. and he's very, um, very down to earth in his approach to his own mistakes, and very open and honest about, yep. um, wh- what he's had to learn to be. Uh, a more effective leader, and then helping others do that. Him and his wife co-lead this organization together. And if I had to guess, um, she's the reason why he's got to be so honest with his mistakes. Yeah. <laughs> uh, we value transparency as a church. Uh, I think she values transparency as a, as a partner with him in ministry. And we can see that. Just, and, from,
0: just from the reading.
2: Yeah. And having that honest look at himself, I think, has been uh, super beneficial both for his ministry there, um, but then also helping other pastors right. and church leaders lead well in their own right. So.
1: Well, and if you're like, well, I'm not a leader, I don't need to read that book. There's also Emotionally Healthy Spirituality, which is for non-leaders, or Emotionally Healthy Women. So you can still be emotionally healthy and not be a leader. So.
0: There's a variation for you.
1: Hmm. No skirting this issue, guys.
2: <laughs> and if you're a parent, welcome to leadership. I'm sorry. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> oh,
0: you're, oh, snap.
2: You You are a leader.
0: Not getting out of it. Not if, getting out of it.
2: If you're a teacher, welcome to leadership. You're welcome.
0: But I am not a leader of men. I prefer to follow. That's right. I just quoted Nickelback on the put on the footnotes podcast.
2: Hmm. You might get fired for that. But
1: <laughs> I have nothing. I have nothing more to say to you. <laughs> <laughs> oh. I'll have to
2: see what Peter Scizaro says about.
0: About Nickelback?
1: (laughs) No good things.
2: I'm going to Google that right now. Peter Peter Scazzaro and Nickelback. I'm going to
0: email him. All right, Peter, we need to know, what are your thoughts on Nickelback? (laughs) Who's that? (laughs) Oh, he's a fan. You know he's a fan. I know at least one person we've mentioned here is. Nonetheless, moving on. (laughs) Rob dropped some. Uh, s- well, we had a pretty sweet implication this week, and uh, <clears throat> and then we we dropped some next steps items that are vicious, straight vicious to wrestle with. Um,
1: You're gonna walk away with a busted hip <laughs> after wrestling these <laughs> ones.
0: <laughs> we go in full Jacob on this. If your hip I- if your hip ain't busted, your shoulder will be. <laughs> Some of you will get that. Um, Anyway, swing for the fences. God invites us to enter into his holiness through a time of Sabbath, but we can only join if we are willing to stop what we are doing. That was the implication this week, which, oof. Yeah. Um, You know, I don't know if I was in the room at the point when you said that, Rob. I think I was out monitoring the stream. Um, which is interesting because I hear the laughs and then 26 seconds later I get to hear the joke. Um, <laughs> which sometimes means that the joke comes before the laugh still because it's a Rob joke. Um, and mm-hmm. the delay... So I hear the laugh, but uh-huh. the joke is... But it's so delayed that it's 26 seconds after, so the joke still comes before it. Never mind.
2: Mm, <sighs>
0: you're trying. I, 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 it made sense to me. Anyway... Uh, so I wasn't in the room when you dropped that implication, I don't think. Uh, I feel like that one uh, probably had a tangible response. Um, that one's not an easy... That's not necessarily easy to wrestle with. Mm. Uh, we can only join if we're willing to stop what we're doing.
2: Oof. You know, I'll tell you, so I've been wrestling with the idea of, of Sabbath for a couple of years, and and the thing that actually started getting in the way of me doing Sabbath was me becoming a lead pastor. Because I started preaching on Sundays more regularly.
0: Okay, yep.
2: And I felt the weight of the whole organization, where before, I could just walk away from that. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I didn't have the whole organization to worry about. I had my part, and and I felt pretty comfortable with my part. And then all of a sudden, you know, I, I talked about my first year, which I just completed. I, I, I talked about it as like my rookie season, right? Mm-hmm. But we've also been, as a young organization, um, not too many missteps away from being no longer here.
0: Yeah. In all honesty, many other church plants crumbled under lesser things than what we have dealt with. Yeah. That's entirely fair to say.
2: And so that, so that reality has just kind of stuck with me for this last year— and and so new questions of where do I find my value? Do do I think God is holding mm. out on me? Mm, mm, mm. Uh, do I do I do I feel like other people are holding out? Are are other people as bought into this as I am? Sure. You know, like all these questions I've had to wrestle with because if we're gonna Sabbath. We can't just Sabbath for ourselves. we have to let everybody else Sabbath too. Mm-hmm. And yeah. um
0: the Deuteronomy passage says, "Even the slaves in your gates, even the outsider, the sojourner.
2: Well, yeah, Abraham Joshua Heschel says, don't even kindle the fires of indignation on Sabbath. mm oh. Hmm. Don't That's even good. kindle the fires of indignation
0: cuz you're not supposed to light a fire on, on Sabbath. Sabbath.
2: And so in his household and his daughter talked talks about this in the foreword. That's clever. I uh, if you're going to Sabbath well, you're con- you're really you're connecting with God and you're going you're tr- you're trusting and believing okay, I am enough. Mhm. And I finished all my work, so it's for the week. So whatever was done at sunset Friday night, that's it. Mm-hmm. It's, but I, th- I think it's one thing to believe that to be true about ourselves, or or maybe come to grips with that about ourselves. But what about our spouse, mm-hmm. our neighbor? Our, our boss who controls whether or not we get a raise or not,
0: that coworker that's a slacker,
2: that that coworker that's a slacker, and 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 something didn't get done, and and my reputation, yep, is on the line over this. Yeah, it just applies so many different ways, and so I found myself earlier this year probably. Really, 45, 60 days ago going, I'm not Sabbathing. Well, why is that? And these questions that we asked you to wrestle with, where do I feel that I'm not enough? Where do I feel that I don't have enough?
0: Directly tied to your ability to stop.
2: Yeah. Mm-hmm.
0: Those, that is what informs. Like, if you're, if you're willing to... You ask yourself, am I willing to stop? the answer to that question will be informed by all of the things that we listed in the next steps.
2: Yeah. Yeah. Where do I feel that God isn't enough? Not not that he himself, like not, not at the theoretical level, but in my world, where do I feel like God has been lacking mm-hmm. in my experience? Where do I feel like God has been lacking? Cause because of course, you know, theologically, theoretically, we could go. Well, God is omni this and omni that, and
0: He's all powerful, all knowing. You know, we're gonna throw the omnis there. Yeah, and that solves everything. Right, the omni band aid, the all covering band aid.
2: And, and what happens when, through our interpretation of our experiences, we go? Well,
0: but do do I act that way?
2: Yeah, do I live that out?
0: Yep. Do I believe that? I can say it, but do I actually believe it? Right. Well, and shoot, COVID. This year. How many people have run into things, into moments where that question, like, where do I wrestle with is God enough? How many situations have you experienced this year where... That's kind of put to the test, or that's been revealed. You know, toilet paper, anyone?
2: Mm. Clorox wipes. The need to, uh,
0: we're going to run out! Mm -hmm. Yep. And that's not to say that there aren't people that are struggling, but what's driving so many of our actions? Mm -hmm. Is it? fear, or is it trust? Do you really trust that God's going to be enough?
2: And then I started transitioning my thinking as I continued down this path of Sabbath, and and so initially it was, God, you are making me not work.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Yes. God, you are stopping me from working, you big meanie.
2: And so... resonate with that. And so I need you to work while I'm not.
0: Yep, Mm -hmm. yep, I... I don't I gotta stop. So you got this God.
2: And so (laughs) now now what's my relationship with God based on in that moment?
1: What he does for you.
2: What he does for me, not who he is. And I'm not letting him Sabbath. Does God need a Sabbath? Oh. He does and in Genesis two. I mean it
0: does
2: say and then He took the first one. Yep. And then, how many times in my conversations and in in my working with my let's say let's say one of my boys, Mm -hmm. how many times am I worried about you have not done this or you have done that? And so it becomes like my conversations intrinsically become about their doing, yep, or not doing, Mm -hmm. and so. If you came and asked me, you know, do you value Jacob only because of what he does or doesn't do? I'd be like, no, of course not. But if you review the balance sheet...
0: Do your actions say that you value Jacob? Of my previous 50
2: conversations, what would those 50 conversations bear out? And so now on Sabbath, I try to... One have a conversation with God about who He created me to be who he, who He is as a I use this word loosely creature as a being mm-hmm. and then who he's created and and I try to remember and reflect on my wife and who and who she is as a person and and each of my four children and who they are as people and 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 you guys and and how I value your unique design and and I try to go back to that creation moment where God said and here is a Logan that the world needs. He was
0: like, we needed a little sp- need a little salt and pepper in the world.
2: <coughs> Have a little spice. Have a little spice in your life. <laughs> where
0: are those bitters at? We needed to add a Logan. <laughs> Yikes. <laughs> just a dash just a dash Ooh, that's too much (laughs) ease on up ease on up no it's well and that's i think that's a really good that i think that paints a picture of sabbath it's it's one of its purposes is to realign
2: Mm.
1: right
0: it's a weekly realignment
2: oh oh it's like throwing down a plumb line yeah.
0: Mm-hmm. And it's saying, all right, so before I get out of whack, going off on this, you know, whatever, seven, six more days of, hard, of working hard, before I dive back into the fray, I'm going to get realigned here. Right. And I'm going to come back to what God says I am, to what God says he is, to what God says they are. Mm. And I'm going to realign myself so that I can dive back in. And then six days later, I'm going to come back and I'm going to realign because without fail... I will have picked up some crap during the week.
2: Well, you know, we've all had the boss that, ha- that doesn't value us as a person, and mm-hmm. the, and they only care about our output, our production. Right. But I think we've most of us have had the boss also that recognized us for who we are as people— and they're like, thank you for all that you do, but I want you to take a rest. And those two experiences, when you put them next to each other, like you could see stark stark differences. Right. In the first case, you, you really can't wait to be done being in the presence of that particular boss. Yep. In the second case... You'll go hard in the paint, as Logan likes to say.
0: Absolutely. Post will, up big time. You will work your tail off. Go Matumbo on them.
2: You will wag <laughs> your a finger. no, 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 it'll be
0: a yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs>
2: <laughs> but you'll work, you'll work so much harder for that Man, second boss because Kim. you know they <laughs> value you and... And you, and you know you'll get a rest, yep. you, you know that rest yeah. is something that they value and care for, and well it, right
0: uh, okay, as just from a well we we'll, this is probably we'll probably talk about this more next week, I would imagine, because I feel like this this infringes well, all of these topics are interconnected, so
1: they're woven together. Throw
0: this where you want it, but if I know that there is an end line, there's an end to the race right there is a there's a finish line oh yeah i can run a heck of a lot harder oh yeah and i can then i can say i got nothing left in the tank when i get to that finish line right but if there is no end in sight and i'm not super stoked about what i'm doing and there's no end in sight i'm gonna feel my battery start to drain
1: It's gonna be so much easier to just give up and quit.
0: Well, or I start rationing. And so Mm. I don't put forth my full effort because I don't know how long I have to trudge on. And so I start rationing. And I start rationing and I start slowing down and I I maybe I start numbing with a little more Netflix, right? It can be distracted.
2: Subconscious, like our bodies will actually fight against us. If we don't take time to stop.
0: Absolutely. Absolutely.
2: Because our our bodies are... It's a a well-designed machine. Right. Mm -hmm. And our brain knows, oh, it's been a long time since I've had a rest. I better throttle back a little bit. Mm
0: -hmm. Otherwise, something's going to break.
2: And it's it's like... uh, Regulator Mm -hmm. on a motor that says, "Nope, can't give you that many RPMs because you don't know how to handle that." Mm -hmm.
1: Right.
0: Exactly. So, Hmm. yeah, I think we'll probably continue that conversation next week because I I suspect, I suspect that'll be heavily tied in with the concept of resting. Oh yes. yes. What stopping and resting go hand in hand? Huh. (gasps) What?
1: That's so weird. It's the, uh, <laughs> Scooby too.
2: Yeah, your, your Scooby is much better than mine.
0: I'm pretty
1: good. I can't do it, so. It's all right. My, Rooby,
2: Scooby, Rooby, roo. my <laughs> Scooby was like you trying to vocalize the riff for. You had oh. to go there. You had to go I'm there. I'm so glad he went there. <laughs> you had to go to the Tears for Fears or
0: whatever. <laughs> Yikes. It was that bad. Wow,
2: I threw myself under the bus.
0: Yeah, yeah, you dragged me under there with you while you threw yourself under the bus. Thanks for that. It's comfy down here.
2: Is that a wheel rolling over us? And Jen's up there on the gas pedal. Oh, Rob, you (laughs) like
0: me, you really do. Perfect. All right. Well it has been great and good discussion here hopefully um, hopefully you're wrestling through some of these in your care groups this week mm-hmm. uh, or next week or if you're not in a care group maybe an LTG or if you're not in a life transforming group then shoot just go find somebody and have some coffee I hear Jen likes coffee uh, it's my love language go have coffee with Jen and she will talk with you about Sabbath all the all the Sabbath talks
2: absolutely.
1: I- yeah, Am go I go. wrong? I, no, you're not wrong. Yeah,
0: look at that. She's like, absolutely. <laughs> I'm I will. beaming. She's like, yes, please, 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 please. <laughs> oh, yeah, hit man. the connect
2: button on our uh, website and we'll get you connected.
0: Hey, is that what that connect button does?
2: Totally does. It totally connect? connects you. Oh, huh?
0: Yeah. Huh.
2: Prayer button. Huh? You can leave a prayer request.
1: One more, idea. you know? I didn't what an it's idea! Where,
2: where's the
0: Gus at Life Road OTP button?
2: Uh, you have to type Complaints. that in. That's what yes. that one is. All yeah. right.
0: <laughs> All right. That's enough silliness for today. Nonetheless, thanks for joining us, and we will be back at it again next time, with or without white vans, but we'll be back at it again, uh, talking about rest next week. Join us for church on Sunday at 1030, either in person or on the live stream. mm and uh
1: floating this week oh yeah we're doing that
0: we're doing that yeah looks like it's going to be good weather so i had a great
1: tube so i I mean we're just gonna
0: we're just gonna float on down float on down merrily down the stream hopefully not rowing because of a headwind ask me about that i'll tell you the story anyways thanks for joining us we'll catch you next time peace peace You've been listening to Footnotes on the Mission Ridge podcast. For more information about Mission Ridge, please visit our website at missionridge.church. Thanks for tuning in. We hope the rest of your week is straight up hashtag blessed and that you'll join us again next week for more Footnotes.